Welcome to Talking About Midlife. I'm Kelly Sterling and today I'm talking to my friends and colleagues Jackie Rurinda and Timmy Node about breathwork. Timmy and Jackie are breathwork teachers and I met them four years ago on breathwork teacher training. Today we are talking about how breathwork has helped them in their own journey into emotional adulthood how it's helped them resolve trauma and to come back into their bodies and connect with themselves. We talk about different styles of breathwork, different ways that we can practice breathwork, and also the questions that you might want to ask of new teachers if you're on the start of your breathwork journey so that you can discern what is the right style of breathwork for you the right teacher, the transmission that you're looking for and what you should expect in both a group and individual session. This is a really fabulous podcast. They're absolutely beautiful souls. I love them to bits and I hope that you enjoy it. Hi, Timmy and Jackie. Thanks so much for coming today to talk about breathwork. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. It's good to be here. So I reckon a good place to start is to understand your journey towards breathwork, both of you. It's kind of new, but it's not new. It's been around for a while. And so people always ask me, like, why the hell do you do this? And what is it? And how do you, what do you get out of it? So tell us a little bit and whoever's going to talk first. I haven't, I haven't interviewed two people at once on a podcast before. So this is new for me too. um, Yes, tell us a little bit individually, like what has been your journey um, and how did you discover breathwork and how has it helped you? Mm, You do it first? My journey, I mean, I usually start off by telling people that I've just become introduced to breathwork. It was about four years ago now, I think. I mean, I'd done yoga and different meditation styles of breathing, but not breath work in the way that we know it now. And like you said, it has, it's this ancient thing that's been around for so long. And it's something that I think that as a society, like we lost touch with and it's now coming back. Um, It's becoming very trendy now, which is amazing that it's coming into popularity and more people are knowing about it. But my first big experience with breath work was at a retreat that um, Timmy and I were at together. And um, there was loads of different things and different modalities that we experienced at that retreat. But the biggest one that had the biggest impact on me, and I think I can speak for both of us and say us, was the breathwork. And it just blew my mind for the first time in my life. I felt so empowered. I felt so real and so in my body. And like, I really wanted everything and I needed everything and I was everything and um coming from somewhere where I didn't feel that for a really long time you know I I had an awesome I had an awesome life from about 18 to 28 I just spent all my time snowboarding and living in the mountains and traveling and partying and um I had a great time and I uh I was really disconnected from myself though and I didn't realize that at the time I didn't even know that I didn't know myself because I use lots of things like drugs alcohol humor um and the constant moving as well I think was something too I wouldn't stay in one place for more than a couple of months I was always kind of just like running away but I wasn't quite sure what from and then 
through breath work especially um, I was able to feel like I could stop running and come home to myself and start to feel like some of those barriers and protections that I put up that I didn't know I'd put them up you know like they were so needed when they went up to protect me from whatever was happening at the time but I left everything up so I never let anyone in and I never let myself in either mm-hmm. so breathwork allowed me to kind of yeah come home to myself and to let those let those barriers drop down and begin to kind of feel and like get to know myself again which has just been so yeah like empowering is the word for me that always is the one that comes through the most so yeah then having a big experience with it myself I was like what what is this thing and um (laughs) how did I do that just with my body and just with my breath and then that is what kick-started the journey to then go on and you know learn more about it and yeah be able to share it with as many people as we can now wow that's so beautiful yeah (laughs) thank you so awesome (laughs) and yeah I guess uh, my story is like obviously pretty similar to Jackie's um maybe a little bit earlier on in the piece so I yeah had an awesome upbringing as well I come from a very supportive family which I'm super grateful for but as a young man I was quite angry and I was also um, very depressed and had um, suicidal ideations from around the age of 12 and kind of grew up feeling um, very frustrated at not understanding the world and not understanding who I was and so I went from this um, uh, this struggle from being extremely sensitive and empathetic to also then putting up this strong armour of toughness mm. and, um, yeah, used, at the time, used um, or projected that frustration onto other people and um, didn't understand how to express myself or love myself and, yeah, similarly grew up partying and um, luckily found... Uh, a sport which facilitated the um the sensations I was looking for in a healthy way and began to travel the world and um experience other people and other things outside of the bubble outside of the bubble that I grew up in and yeah I was traveling and and partying and and not not really still living a good life but not really taking responsibility for much especially myself I was never I don't think innately bad, but, you know, there's definitely things I did that I'm not proud of. Um, and through that, um, I had an, an injury in 2013. So basically I'd split up with a long-term partner. had just, yeah, kind of drank my way around Europe and got home back to Australia and was performing this like sort of high risk activity. And then, Uh, had an injury like this really traumatic sort of near-death experience Mm -hmm. and that basically just put a handbrake on my life and I was it was like all at once I was forced to reflect on on my life and who I was and just went through an identity crisis because my identity was everything that I did Mm. externally and that's who I was so I I was this and I did that um and that was basically stopped and then I had to figure out and feel who I was and it was overwhelming and I couldn't couldn't really cope so um, yeah drugs and alcohol and food were my vices and um, I was luckily a friend you know sort of I broke my ankle tib and fib Mm. and had surgery and was 
sort of isolated. I was living in the inner city of Melbourne by myself and didn't have many people coming to visit. And a friend just happened to bring me a book on meditation and mindfulness. And um, through that, then through the recovery, I wanted to learn how to, how do I get better faster so I can do what I love again and found breathwork Wim Hof. Was the, the ah, intro yeah. for me and I had no no idea really um that it was becoming a, a thing yeah and then I stopped got into the ice baths and um, my style is you know if I'm doing something it's a hundred percent so it was um ice baths religiously breath work every day um and slowly got better and then a few years went on and I just kind of forgot all that, you know, once I got better, I didn't yeah. need it anymore. And then <clears throat> I guess the real catalyst for why I'm doing breath work now and, and these sort of um, this path was in 2015 and 17 had some more um, accidents and injuries, but 2017, right before this injury, I, I was flying a canopy and impacted um, the ground quite hard. Um, was knocked unconscious, um, fell down this cliff and basically had to be heli rescued off the side of this cliff. Wow. And it was when I was in hospital right before this moment of impact, I, I lived this experience. I, I had these same emotions of from the past previous accidents. Yeah. yeah. And that really stuck with me. And it was something that when I was recovering again, I was just like, what was that? Like, what? what happened there because I felt something before it even happened. And then through that, I sort of went down the plant medicine path and through plant medicine, Jackie and I went to this retreat and that retreat was the, the breath work where I'd realized that I still had trauma in my body, that my nervous yeah. system was holding on to this experience yeah. and I hadn't processed that. And it was obviously once you sort of tap into that, um, it's this for, for myself, it was a deep dive into um, curiosity and self-exploration through breath work, through movement practices, um, through mindfulness and also plant medicine. But the real um, moment for me was a breath work experience where I became my own medicine and I didn't need these external things. And this moment was just so profound. It was just, you just couldn't ignore it. Mm. So um yeah, that was the, the long version, but um I just think it's important sometimes for yeah to express that when it's at the right time and um just how profound breath work can be and how life changing it can be, but it, it really is over time, you know, it's not a it's it's not a quick fix and it's a it's a, a long it's process. a slow and steady. Exactly. Slow. Yeah. As as all trauma resolution mm. methods are and should be slow and steady exactly mm. yeah. yeah thank you for that thanks so that's great stories so you guys know lots of different styles of breath work so i think you're very well placed to answer the question like what is breath work that's yeah. for people who are wondering because there'll be people listening like this people are talking about this but i don't really understand it so do you want to yeah talk about it a little bit and tell yeah i'd love to so um yeah and i forgot to mention in my intro so my background is in um uh trauma uh, breath work 
And I've also studied in oxygen advantage, which is functional breathing, mm-hmm. uh, meditative uh, breathing as well through SOMA mm-hmm. and, I think, XPT. and XPT, which is performance breathing as well. Wow. Um, so it's we love to just keep things simple and breathwork can seem um, really overwhelming, especially if you do a Google search. It's like, where do I start? Correct. And so the, the basic way that we like to explain it is that breathwork is four parts. So there's four corners to any breathwork practice. There's the inhale, mm-hmm. a hold, an exhale, and a hold. Mm-hmm. And all we're doing is altering or changing or extending or intensifying any of these four parts. So you can take one away, you can add one in, you can extend one. And it's all about what you're trying to, your purpose for that session. So if you want to um, feel relaxed, you extend the exhale. If you're wanting to um, energize your body, you increase the intensity. And it's really that simple um, to explain. Yeah, do you want to have any? Yeah, I mean, breathwork is just taking um, conscious control over how we're breathing and that changes our state of mind. It changes our brain waves. It has so many impacts on um, and effects on our body and our nervous system and our mind, our energy, like everything as a whole, um, that it's, um, yeah. I mean, I think that's the best way to explain it, that it's just taking conscious control over your breath and there's lots of different ways that you can do that depending on what you want the outcome to be for that particular session Mm. yeah but it's so simple that's the beautiful Mm. thing about it that it's so simple and that we all have access to it it's within us Mm. every single one of us it's not this thing that you have to go and buy or acquire or you know like we were saying before it's not this external thing it's inside all of us like timmy said we have the power to be our own medicine you know us as breathwork facilitators we don't see ourselves as healers or anything like that we're just there we gather people together to teach them how to use their own breath to become their own healer and their own medicine and that's what we're really passionate about is just empowering everyone to be able to use their own breath for themselves mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. yeah what what are the different um so that so like we say there's the different styles so if you're a person and you're on googling like how do I know which one to pick? Like what would be some tips that you would give people in terms of where mm. do I start? Definitely. So I think the, you know, it's always good to ask yourself your why. Mm. So if your if your why is um, if you're feeling like potentially you've been to therapy um, and have some unresolved trauma, or there's something that you just can't quite get past or um yeah i think that route would be a conscious connected breath work where you're using the breath to stimulate your nervous system Mm -hmm. in a safe environment where you can then process and feel what might feel like you can't during a therapy session or if there's a block in your body or your mind Mm -hmm. and this just takes out the process of thought and that's what we call a bottom-up approach so talk therapy is top down Mm -hmm. where you're um, talking through it with a professional and they're all they all have value and they all work together yeah um, so they should all be used together there's no good or bad right or wrong each person's different and different things will work for different people yeah. um, in terms of that therapeutic sense of um, working through trauma 
and just connecting with your body as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's functional, do you want? Yeah, yep. So there's um, functional breathing as well, <clears throat> which I just find has so much value. And there's so much, um, it's, and it's just so simple to, to learn and understand. Um, so functional breathing is really about breathing, um, making your breathing conscious and then using um, these techniques to make it habitual and then it becomes unconscious. Right. So there's, um, yeah, nasal breathing, mm-hmm. um, diaphragmatic breathing. So all just simple practices. Oxygen mm-hmm. Advantage is a really great, um, great place to start. Mm-hmm. He's created it so it's very simple techniques and um, people can relieve the symptoms of asthma. Um, you can improve your sleep. So just, you know, simply taping your mouth at night, things yes. like that. Yeah. Um, and also it amazes me, um, you know, when James Nestor's book came out last year, so the year before on breath. Anyway, I read it. There's a lot of stuff that I already knew, but what I didn't realize, but it makes perfect sense, is like how much our breathing shapes our structure of our face. Yeah. 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 Like, holy, and your jaw and like all those TMJ issues and even just. Yeah, because I'd started sleep, like I realised I was breathing with my mouth open, so mm-hmm. I, which I'd never had before. I don't know why I started. So I taped my mouth shut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was, you know, and then sleep on my side, not on my back, and it got everything sorted again and my mm-hmm. sleep yeah. improved significantly. Yeah. It's something that's just so simple. And you think like breathing, I know how to breathe, everyone breathes. Everyone who's alive on the planet right now is breathing. That's one thing that we can absolutely guarantee. But what you can't guarantee is, is everyone doing it functionally? Because it's not something that we're taught how to do because it is an unconscious habit. You just, you know, you don't have to think like, oh, is my heart beating right? Am I digesting this food properly? Or am I, unless there's a, um, you know, unless something shows up in your body that it's mm-hmm. not. So for breathing, because it's the link to everything else, to be able to improve your breath functionally, it just impacts every other area of your life that you maybe didn't know, your sleep, like your, just all of it by being able to just simply, like Timmy said, learn these um, little habits of like, am I, am I even breathing properly? How does one breathe properly? Like learning these things is just such simple, powerful tools that um, again, like, I mean, everyone has access to it. So yeah, that's an awesome place to start. I yeah. think if you're feeling like I snore or I struggle or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, definitely. Mm. It's, I mean, it, it's one. Sorry, I was just going to say another thing that I'm, I'm doing some study on lymphatics at the moment. And another thing I learned the other day, obviously in our vascular system, the blood that is pumped through the heart, so the heart's the pump. And the, um, the teacher was saying, you know, our diaphragm is the pump for the lymphatic system. And then explained like when we're, when we're stressed, cause we don't, we like do the short breaths and we're only breathing to the, like, it's not pumping everything through our lymph nodes. But then when we start like those big breaths down into, you know, feeling that whole pelvis expand. Yeah. And so the diaphragm's pumping the lymphatic system. I'm like, oh my god no wonder people get so sick when they're in constant stress yeah because their lymph system gets all blocked up yeah. and that yeah. impacts their immune system I'm yeah. like, wow Isn't it? it's, just, it's, it's incredible the compounding effect and like it all and even like with life you know it, it starts and ends with the breath and now it's the number one indicator of of your health of like where's my nervous system at um 
and it's yeah like so if we can just check in on our breath and usually that's a good indicator of how we're feeling what our emotions are going through um if we need to down regulate so you can become um we call it it's it's the remote control your breath is your remote control to your nervous system and so you can just tap into that at any time and it's not it's not going to fix or cure everything instantly it just helps to sometimes smooth the edges of what can be a, a, a sharp life sometimes yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and just make things a bit more manageable until you're in a place where you can actually work on yourself or, or do this you know, inner work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, you know, and it's, it's interesting too, like the doc, when you go to the doctor, they never ask you, how's your breathing? Well, I, I it's, it's totally, and it, it's like, that's the number one thing a doctor could ask to check um, in, instantly, you know, like, okay, so you're, you've seen very aroused, or you've got a short breath, there's some respiratory things happening. Um, are you breathing uh, vertically? Is it lateral? Um, mm. all, all these things that you can go through, but it's usually, um, you know, it's, it's symptom based um, care that the system that we have. So yeah, it's in, it's it's a good good. Place I could to say start. so much about that. Another podcast. Yeah, a whole yeah. different conversation. Yeah. but I yeah. completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, um, so yeah, actually... so so you, yeah. So back to oxygen. So you're talking about that. Sorry, I completely got you off track. As That's I all good. To. Um, so yeah, just I mean, a, a little plug for ourselves as well. If you um, if you head to our um instagram page or social media website we have a a five minute flow that's free and um the reason that we designed it is that it covers the um the whole um scope scope. yeah sorry different styles that you work with yeah Yeah. so it's um basically just a really quick intro into um, how to experience and explore your breath um in for the morning and so we've got like the the energy at the start um, to wake the respiratory system up and then in the middle diaphragmatic breathing where you actually pump that muscle and and really wake it up and then down regulation at the end so you can go through that whole range of your breath in five minutes and, and really sort of set yourself up for the day it's a really safe easy toe in the water for anyone who's interested yeah, to just like sort of I want to try some breath work but like maybe I've seen some videos on Instagram where I've heard some experience from someone and it sounds like it might be a little bit scary or I'm not sure if I'm quite ready to to fully commit it's a great way to just like yeah just have a little sample yeah, yeah for sure so one thing that we know because we've three of us have been in this world for a while but it'd be good to explain it so breath work brings us into our body in an embodied state and people are like what does that mean and how do you know and helps us feel more comfortable feeling our emotions do you want to talk a little bit and I'm sort of well you can both talk but I'm kind of interested in your perspective Timmy from a from a masculinity point of view sorry when I was listening before, when you were doing your introduction what came up for me I have teenage sons and so just noticing how the cultural mm. narrative the culture that we live in shapes 
their teenage experiences so much and you know helping them stay connected to their emotions like is probably one of my big quests in life and not (laughs) sort of shutting down from that and like being able to talk about their feelings and what's coming up from them and so in our house there's lots of conversations like that that's how we talk to each other but I know that doesn't happen Mm. for anyone and and it seems to me that during that teen uh, adolescent passage um, where we're supposed to push the edges and we're supposed to kind of think adults are crazy, like that's kind of good in a way, I think. Um, that, but that's where a lot of us can get disconnected from our emotional selves. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if both of you could talk about that, but also where you, like, where you see breathwork helped you with that and what actually, if you kind of witness and observe it, like what actually was happening for you that helped you build that connection? Sort of a long-winded question. Is that okay? That's no, perfect. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing that just comes to mind though when you say that is to um, that we've both said so many times to each other and to other clients, facilitators, friends, people. I wish we had this. I wish I had this when I was younger. I wish I knew about this when I was younger because this would have helped me, um, helped us, helped everyone to be able to do exactly just that. So it's something that we've definitely thought about and then, you know, yeah, wanted for ourselves to not to have to wait until, you know, this time arrived to have these experiences, even though it's all perfect in the timeline of, you know, everything works how it's supposed to, but still it would have been nice to have a bit of help back then um I think you know the number one thing for me that comes up with breathwork in terms of how does it feel to be embodied in my body and what does that do for me it allowed me to trust myself again I was in a um I was in a relationship for seven years before um I found breathwork and obviously before Timmy and I were together and throughout that period I lost track of myself majorly and it happened so subtly over time that I obviously didn't realize it was happening yeah and then to come out of that and realize like I didn't know how to trust my own instincts I didn't even know what they were because it's not something that I'd stayed connected with it's not something that I'd stayed in tune with and like you know like I think a friend of ours said that um, intuition is an instrument that you have to you know you've got to keep tuning it and like you can't just go <laughs> I have intuition and follow it along like which is amazing to trust you got and do that but it's something that needs to be worked on um yes and yeah, yeah and the breathwork helped me do that it helped me allow myself to trust myself again and trust the decisions I was making or that I even knew what I wanted um, and to be allowed to just feel whatever that was, whether it was, you know, to, to feel my feelings of being happy and be okay with that or feel my feelings of being sad and being angry and being upset and feeling good about that. You know, does that make sense? Like yes, <laughs> to know that? Yeah. But that's the, I think that's one of the biggest ones for me is that it allowed me to trust myself, which has just then again had the domino effect into my life in massive massive other ways because I trusted that I knew what I wanted and then I was able to go for it I trusted that I didn't like that situation so or it wasn't right for me and then was able to remove myself from it and then Mm. it just kind of keeps going Mm -hmm. yeah do you think that it built that aware interoceptive awareness so interoception being awareness on the inside Mm. 
but also like gave you some space in your nervous system as well. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, we know that every experience that we have is, you know, every time we suppress an emotion or we suppress an expression of something that doesn't just get drifted off into the universe. You know, we store that within our body at a cellular level. All of, all of those times I'd had all of these emotions, thoughts, feelings, everything that I'd ignored, swept under the giant rug I had down inside myself. (laughs) (laughs) I had a big rug. Mount Vesuvius of rugs was inside me that was carrying all of that. And then so the breath works allowed you to, I guess at the same time, two things are happening, aren't you? You're able to get into a space where you're safe enough um, to be able to sort of, you know, begin to slowly unwind and unravel and, you know, I guess begin to release some of that, which is creating space. Mm-hmm. And then through the process of doing that, um, also that's where, how I'm learning to trust yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. What about awesome. you, Timmy? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think the easiest um, thing that I can think of to explain how breath works out for me is just to give a, an example of a pretty clear memory and experience. Um, my cousin passed away when she was 11 years old and I was, I think around 21 at the time, quite young, maybe a little bit older. And um, after that happened, I just stopped crying. So, yeah. I basically just shut off. And so what I went into um, that freeze, you know, that dorsal vagal response. um, And it was just very hard for me to have emotions. And I still had emotions and I still felt things, but never fully. And so my body would, I would feel like I needed to cry and I would, my body would kind of shudder and, I would just stop it and it would stop. And that went on for a a long, long time, Um, like years, you know, of just genuinely not expressing any sort of grief or sadness, still feeling it, but not being able to express it. And through breath work, basically breathing, using this um, conscious connected breath work in a BBTRS session Mm -hmm. um, where I was able to, slowly breathe in this conscious connected way um, and start to feel things for the first time. Mm. And when I, when I did finally feel that emotion, it slowly like rose up and up and up. Mm. And then when it finally came through, it was just like the floodgates opened and it was like all those years of holding on had just been released and it was off my shoulders Mm. from my back from my pelvis you know um just this opening um and really feeling it all and just I was just fucking relieved at the end of it like I just Mm. have never felt so relaxed and also so tired Mm. at the same time it is amazing how tiring it is letting Mm. stuff go isn't it yeah (laughs) and it's like all this this holding on you know and it's we just do this and something happens and we we take that on and we store it and it's just completing these processes it's that fight or flight and I think completing that um, stress cycle so important yeah yeah exactly and just understanding and that's what breath work has given me that understanding of 
now I have the emotional intelligence and awareness and still um, getting it wrong. You know, it's a constant, it's just the constant learning and, and unlearning. Um, but if I'm in a situation where it's just not appropriate for me to express what I need to express, it's almost like I write a little mental note to myself and like, I need to complete that cycle when it's the yeah. right time to do that. Yeah. So if I'm at work and I just want to blow up at someone <laughs> and I hold on to that and then I get home, there's, I'll need to do, I'll either need to go for a run or move my body, do some yes. breath work, Yeah. just express myself and just keep that moving through my body rather than holding on to it. And I'm, I'm a, um overthinker as well so i get in loops oh you ruminate I, yeah, yeah so, so i need to be aware that i need to express that and if that's still going then i'm like okay this isn't I, this finished. is still here yeah this yeah, is still yeah. there's something that has to go yeah and so what i've what i've really learned is just to love all that about myself i used to really think that, that it was a bad thing that it was wrong but i all we're doing i'm sorry all i'm doing in this process is learning how what my conditioning is, what my program is, how I operate mm. and breath work allows me to work through that. Mm. And these other practices all like, they all play a small part. Like it's not just the one thing. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. just creating that self, that self love and self awareness and that it is okay that I am a human being. I'm mm. not perfect. Uh, I can fuck up and <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. But you know, I'd be fooled this whole yeah. time. <laughs> That's um and and that's what it's all about. This gentle sort of unwinding and unfolding. Yeah. Um, that at, at the start for me had to be quite a big, um, big experience. I really had to have these huge sort of um, um, catharsis. Catharsis, just being cracked open yeah. for me was the biggest thing because I'd spent so many years being really good at hiding and masking everything. Yeah. And that armor was just so strong. Yeah. Even though I knew that 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 little boy was still there, still scared, you know, just needed to be loved. But it's child. like getting, yeah. yeah, getting to that um, yeah. is where the work is. And yeah, once yeah. that's cracked open, then it's become a gentle unfolding for me where I don't need to have these big experiences now. My nervous system's at a place where I can just sort of gently meet whatever I'm feeling, even if it might feel big, it can still um, feel like a smooth transition to, to being processed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So imagine yeah. if like knowing, learning like any of these sort of te techniques back before anything happens, you mm. know, not having to wait to have the big build up to then be mm. able to work through it. Like, I mean, like as Kelly was saying for kids and for like young people being mm. able to, learn these things to know how to just like kind of like go along yeah. and stay in tune and process and release and express and understand slowly and gently the whole time rather than yeah. <laughs> holding it all in going out and then going through it like I think yeah. that is the major benefit to doing yeah. the processes yeah. understanding this as a when you're younger yeah definitely yeah and I think you know even just that two that sort of double breath in four out like just teaching yeah a 14 or 15 year old okay just do this this will just yeah. three times yeah exactly It'll relax you really quickly yeah um i teach my boys some somatic 
practices, somatic experiencing practices as well mm. to regulate themselves, but also to be able to express it. And I think, yeah, I mean, there's something really dysfunctional and it's all, it's, things are starting to change, which I'm really hopeful about, but about our culture that makes men, but young men in particular, feel mm. like they have to shut themselves off from their yeah. emotional life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, for me, that was a big, big thing too, as I mentioned earlier, like being, being tough for me was um, like a badge that I wore in, yeah. um, in my life. And, and it was an identity for me. Um, and, and also I, th- I think too, like, um, you know, my parents did such a great job, but there's, there's just no preparing for the world and the world's harsh. It's a harsh harsh. place and especially for young men that have have feelings and have expectations and then need to, um, well, not need to, but, you know, just kind of by default live to those expectations. And it's very hard to, you know, if you tell your your mate that you love them, you know, you'd probably get called gay or, you know, there's this affection that just doesn't get shown and now... um, it is me, changing it it's is definitely changing. it's definitely yeah. changing 100 yeah. percent. um and there's guys that i'm meeting there's young guys that are creating you know early 20s creating these you know like brotherhood groups and i just think it's so awesome that they're mm. so onto it um because you know I, I was nothing like that when i was 20 21 i was not taking responsibility for myself i wasn't interested in self-exploration or anything like that you know potentially a little bit but these these guys are really um paving the way for young men and they really care about the future and um what's what's happening in that world and i think it's just so needed but just yeah to learn to to love yourself and to love other men and not see them as a threat or competition you know just living together in creation together and supporting each other you know like genuinely um Mm. is is what would be ideal mm. in an ideal world yeah beautiful oh. <laughs> so if let's talk about the way that we do breathwork and maybe you can explain it because often we'll do it in a group like a group session mm. but you can also do it one-on-one as well like mm. in the way that I do coaching with people one-on-one so can you talk about what happens in like a group session versus a one-on-one and why would you do one versus the other and you know where would you start just to paint a picture anyone who was thinking about joining breathwork for the first time my first sort of recommendation would be do some research into who your facilitator is Mm -hmm. and if you're going to go join a group of someone you know maybe find out a little bit about that person what kind of sessions do they run is this going to be something that's going to suit you are you looking for a gentle experience yet these people are running big you know cathartic sessions because I mean at the moment breathwork's an unregulated industry so you basically anyone can call themselves a facilitator and run a session and um, go from there, which, yeah, I just um, encourage people to have a little look into who their facilitator is before joining into a session and putting yourself in a potentially pretty vulnerable situation. Mm. Um, But in doing that, um, in saying that, sorry, that, yeah, the group sessions are beautiful. It's such an awesome way for people to be able to come together and, you know, creating a container within the people that you have there. And, um, you know, sometimes you find that being with other people, you 
they you get the permission from mm. them giving permission you know and I know I found that in one other I spoke about that first big group experience the first big breathwork experience I had was in the group of people at the retreat there wasn't many there maybe 12 or mm. something people but someone else having a big expression allowed me to go hey like they can do that I can do that and feeling that for the first time so I think the beautiful energy of the groups can just be so powerful mm. to be able to um you know come in together as a group um experience and have that um yeah like I said have that permission slip from everyone else around you and really feel that connection with other people as well because Mm -hmm. I mean especially I mean to look at the world the last few years there's been a lot of separation and a lot of segregation and Mm. you know all of this so to find somewhere that we can come together with people who are like-minded and are interested in the same thing and even if that same thing is just I want to learn a little bit about breath work and I'm curious about myself and my inner world. And that's still a similar page and like frequency that everyone's in at. Um, mm. So the groups can be beautiful. And generally um, a group experience would be, um, I guess, sort of it's curated the right word. Like, I mean, yeah, I think I was just going to add in with the group experience. You, There should never be any uh, force to do anything or any kind of pressure to to increase intensity you should be looking for a facilitator that invites you to the Mm. process Mm. and you go to the depth that you're comfortable with yeah and of course there's always times where um some guidance can help you go deeper if you're comfortable with that Mm. but that's really important in the group setting is that there's enough facilitators in that group setting um, for the people the amount of people Mm-hmm. the bigger the group you go the bigger the atmosphere will be so it can be a really good question to ask that um whoever's running that session how many people will be at this session mm-hmm. and then you'll know if, um for that um and you can also yeah i just that that would be my main mm-hmm. um sort of recommendation is that just to go at your own pace and and never feel that you're pressured to to um increase intensity or or to have an experience you should never be feeling like you're being forced to have an experience or um that the facilitator is making you feel uncomfortable in that experience mm-hmm. yeah so, and yeah for the um, one-on-ones um they can be a really sort of um a beautiful sort of uh, unwinding where that you can create this deep relationship but it um and and this it, this sense of safety and it's really not about talking it's not talk therapy where you know some talking obviously is required but it's not about reliving the experience of mm. that session or mm. reliving the experience of your past it's um for the style that we do it's really about what's happening um, inside the interoception mm-hmm. and learning to communicate with your body and understanding that the relationship with mind, body, and breath. Mm. And we try and create and we try and teach people to, to use this and, and give them the tools so that they can do the work themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we really don't want it to be dependent on us. And by the fifth, or even, you know, for some people, it might be the eighth session. Um, they're, they're just capable of coming in and, and doing what they need to do. And we simply just hold space mm-hmm. for that process. 
and learning to learning the bodywork techniques, um, the somatic techniques, um, things that are just just to help their everyday life. That's that's where it's going to improve. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's usually a and and every session is different. That's the that's the main thing. We could mm-hmm. sit with the same people a hundred times and it'll be a hundred different experiences. Yeah. So that's that's the understanding too, and and really, you know, leaving expectation at the door, even though that's so easy to say and not easy to do, um, and just sort of letting, yeah, your your breath, your breath will know what you need to do, and your body knows what you need to do. There's so much innate wisdom if we just quiet the mind and just really listen to our bodies and use our breath as the the navigator. It just takes you where you need to go every time. It's, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's really, um, it's really magical. I had a, a, a earlier in the year. I had because I've sort of just hit menopause, so I had this hormonal anxiety that just kind of came out of nowhere, and I knew what it was, and I was like, oh god, okay. Mm-hmm. What are all the things I got to do? It was really, really uncomfortable, and what I found, so of course, breath was my first kind of release and started doing some breath work at home. But I'm a swimmer, love swimming, swim laps all the time. And what I started to do in the pool was um, obviously as I was swimming, try and keep my breath, like my really extend my exhale. So like, you know, swimming along freestyle and like maybe one breath in and then like eight strokes, so eight breaths of just the the out through my nose and I you know I swim three or four times a week and that has basically was that plus the breath I was doing here that managed to down regulate my nervous mm. system yeah. because when you're in menopause because your estrogen goes down and it's such a buffer I mean it is responsible with so many functions in our bodies but you can get cortisol dominant really easily so it doesn't take much like you can have some you know which is what happened to me i had a couple of really stressful things happen and um bam you know you get stuck in it really really easily yeah but also like in this transition a lot of stuff comes up for resolution and what i also found was there was you know some inner child stuff that was ready to rip basically (laughs) very deep down and it just kind of like came as i was talking through stuff uh, plus I had a couple of somatic experiencing sessions and it was just boom, there it was. And I was like, ah, so it sort of get, it was really good. And so, you know, back to your point about this kind of top down, bottom up, like one of my uh, teachers always says 360, make it 360, right? Top down, oh, sideways, yeah. bottom up. Yeah. Like actually when 100%. we're working through a Love lot that. of this older stuff, it's got to be 360. Mm. Mm. But the thing that I love about breath work is, you know, once you have, a, you've done it a few times and like you said, after eight sessions, the person can kind of come in and go for it. You know, and this is, I was like, wow, I have all these amazing skills, used it also going through chemotherapy that I just could do on my own. Yeah. Right. And was able, and I remember going, I went to my GP just for a checkup and I, in March, and I was telling her about it. She's actually a menopause specialist. There's very few of them around, GPs. She said, what did you do? And I told her. So I was telling her this. She's like, I was writing it all down. I said, oh, I've also got a weighted blanket. So I would put that over the top of me at night just to get myself to settle. She's mm. like, 
oh, where'd you get that? And so I'm just, she's like, great, <laughs> thanks. Okay, so these are really good tips. I'm going to tell other people. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. But yeah, so, you know, if you're a midlife lady or female bodied person and you're going through a bit of anxiety or depression, this can be a really valuable tool Absolutely. Um, that you could go and learn that will help yeah. you and you mm. don't need the antidepressants or any of that stuff you can actually do it takes time like you said you can do it by yourself as well you know like you go there's so much power in having someone hold space for you which I think you know we all you know that as well but then there's also you know not that it's measurable but there's an equal amount of power in being able to hold yourself in that experience and you know do practice your own breath at home in your you know in the safest place that you possibly can be there's um they're both just equally I've done a million breathwork sessions so there's yeah. that but you yeah. know if, if someone's listening and they haven't done it then you would go to Timmy and Jackie or a breathwork <laughs> yeah. teacher yeah. and you would do that yeah, um, absolutely. because also as the three of us know there is stuff that we can do on our own but also mm. sometimes we just need to be with another person to hold space for us yeah. so yes. that we feel safe and can relax and we can mm. it'll come up yeah. And just to be seen just need as it well. sometimes yeah. don't you yeah definitely absolutely. even us still yeah. now need Always. to be need, to oh, be seen, need yeah. people to hold space for us yeah. like it's so important to have to be able to like it just having someone else there whether it whether they're giving you physical touch or it's just an energetic holding or whatever it is mm-hmm. to have someone else there and you know that you can just completely surrender and release all control of everything in that moment except whatever you're doing you know you don't need to be thinking oh but you know what time is it? how long have i been here for do i need to do this, do need to do that? Like is the music on this is it, is it? Yeah. yeah yeah i think yeah. it's a very primal thing too you know that there's um safety in being watched over and if, whether that's exactly. if you're sleeping mm. or if you're if you're feeding um if you're you know can just rest and relax but mm. probably when someone's watching over you and you know that it's okay to rest and relax here it's just but like I, having a, our own little guide isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. i think you what you said before kelly as well you nailed it about the time and and giving it time and especially where we live in such an instant world of instant gratification and instant dopamine hits and instant everything and it's all so fast yeah and just giving it the time if it feels like it's not working straight away just give it a chance just just stay with it because it, there's definitely value in it to to continue it and to pursue it mm. yeah i think anything. i mean i always say to everyone to if you want to speed up you've got to slow down yeah that's so good yeah like and i agree with you the way that we live now this instantaneous stuff is just frying our nervous systems mm. yeah. yeah and you know that that slowness and connecting with your body and your feelings and your emotions and just being able to slow down and regulate yourself. You know, you're thinking, well, how do you speed up? Well, it just gives you that spaciousness and clarity where yeah. things just, you just, you get it, don't you? It's, yeah, it's a, re- it's a recharge. It's a reset. You know, it's that yeah, the- time to recalibrate and setting your baseline higher each time. Yeah. Not that it has to ascend, but just that you, you're able to manage more for longer um, yeah. with life, with that your nervous system, yeah, window of tolerance. Yeah, it, it expands that window, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, and it's also that um, 
like in somatic experiencing, Peter Levine has this river of life diagram, but without going into massive detail about that, like it's just that life force energy, like mm. all those little rocks in our river that are like build up of all our traumas and stresses and and maybe the riverbank's been busted by big trauma. Yeah. We're just like, I would say to everyone, we're like busting up those rocks and pushing them back to the, the edge of the river. And, um, you know, the trauma stuff, well, that's like, a different scenario but we're creating alternate pathways we're building new mm, neural pathways we're exactly. giving our nervous system more choices yeah mm. yeah exactly more ways to find the answers more paths to follow more questions yeah yeah, yeah. it just creates that breath well oh, that's been such a good chat and it's gone so quickly um <laughs> we'll have to get you back for more if people want to find you, do you want to tell us about your website and your Instagram and your Facebook and all those details? Where can they find you? We are Create Flow Breathwork. So we're on Instagram as Create Flow Breathwork and on Facebook as Create Flow Breathwork. And there's links on the Instagram, I think, and Facebook to our website, mm-hmm. which is create-flow.com.au. And um, <laughs> everything that we have and do is on there any of our upcoming events and uh, retreats online programs that we have um we got a flow fundamentals online self-paced video program that people can watch learn and practice at home so it's like having us in your (laughs) laptop in your bedroom or wherever it is to um start your journey or deepen your journey into breath work which again goes over um you know the fundamentals of breathing yeah, if there's something that you've been curious about that we've um, that we've spoken about today, that it's more than likely covered in that program. So it's a really um, easy way to take your own little dive into breathwork and get you started. So I highly recommend um, having a look at that. Yeah. And you're based in the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, yeah. in Australia. We're in the sunny coast. Yeah, yeah. at the moment we're running. Um, sessions events workshops in yeah sunshine coast brisbane gold coast and melbourne mm-hmm. um and we yeah watch this space we'll be yeah. in more places soon do, do you do online <laughs> one-on-one work yeah yeah yeah, great. yeah 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 we do online definitely yeah cool. well thank you yeah. so much for thank being you, here Kelly. today yeah. i really Thanks appreciate so it yeah it was great having a chat and so awesome to catch up again yeah yeah i know i could keep going i think yeah. so i'm like we just get scratching the surface here <laughs> yeah. yeah thanks for having us on it's really yeah. really nice oh it's yeah. my pleasure i'm so appreciative that you came on and this is going to help um answer a lot of questions for a lot of people i think awesome mm. cool. awesome